With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. If you want to achieve results and have more influence, look for places where you've clung to being right. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Glad that you are here with us today, and this episode is once again brought to us by our new book, Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates. It's available for pre-order now if you're listening in real time. comes out July 28th. We have got all sorts of bonuses. Uh, There's a quiz you can take and uh, some things that you can only get if you are one of the folks that pre-orders right now. So you can find all of the pre-order bonuses at CourageousCulturesBook.com, as well as the links to order. Also, if you have a team of folks that you would like to participate in an idea day where you uncover your team's best solutions to some of your gnarly business challenges, we have a special offer going on. You can attend one of those for free on July 23rd if you pre-order the book, or you can pre-order in bulk, and we can do one just for you and your team. So this is a special offer, something we don't normally do, but to celebrate the launch of Courageous Cultures, we would love to have an idea summit with you and your team. Again, you can find more information at CourageousCulturesBook.com. Let's talk about the problem of being right when you're a leader. doesn't seem like that should be a problem, but It's an interesting phenomenon. So early in my career, right out of grad school, I was a teacher, and I had a class of students who regularly came to class, they participated, they engaged with the material, and they were working to learn the subject matter. But when it came time for them to display their knowledge on tests and quizzes and things, they struggled to do better than F or D level of work. My team of teachers and I, we labored over our review sessions, and we made sure they weren't missing anything. And, but despite our work, the class as a whole did not get any better. I was concerned about my effectiveness as a teacher, so I began experimenting with different instructional methods, different re- review methods. And suddenly, with one of them, the student's performance improved overnight from F's and D's to B's and even a few A's. As it turned out, this group of students learned better through the act of something called guided writing than any other technique. I wasn't even familiar with it when I started, but I learned that it was useful for them. The students didn't know it themselves, and my team and I, we only learned it through our own trial and error. But what I remember most about this whole episode was the response of another teacher. I was excited, like, hey, we found something that works, but when I shared my discovery with her, She said, you know, I'm covering the necessary material. My methods, my instructional methods are perfectly sound. The students need to take responsibility for their own learning. And ultimately, she saw no reason to change. And of course, she was right. And I'm putting right in quotes there. 
right insofar as, yes, her instructional methods were good, and yes, students ultimately should take responsibility for their own learning. What bothered me, however, is that she was consciously choosing right over being effective. What we'd been doing before did not work. Why on earth would we keep doing it? So let's take a closer look at the the problems, the perils, when a leader is always right. One problem is that you lose your influence. I mean, I never did succeed in persuading my colleague to change her teaching methods. I was young, and I made the same mistake she did with the students. I dug in, confident in my rightness, and continued to point out how she was wrong. No surprise, it didn't work. Convincing someone that you're right and they're wrong almost never changes their behavior. How much social media time is wasted on those kinds of things? People are stubborn, and we cling to our misconceptions just because they're ours. One time I was stubbornly arguing with the cashier at an airport. Uh, It was a Chinese takeout counter because they wouldn't give me extra vegetables. I said, I'll pay for them, but they insisted it could not be done. And they had done it before, but rule change or whatever happened, and they no longer would allow me to pay and give me extra vegetables. Now, fortunately, Karen was there, and she was able to talk some sense. She said, David, you're right, and we're going to miss our flight. If you want the vegetables, just order a second vegetable dish and mix them together. Now, that was effective. Another danger when a leader is always right is that you don't get what you need from your team. When you're always right, or just act like you are, your team will quickly stop sharing ideas, and they'll sink into minimal performance. Influence requires more than just being right. So what's the antidote to being right? Well, first, let's clarify. When I'm talking about not being right, I am not saying that you should not do your homework, that you shouldn't get all the best information you can, and be as accurate as you possibly can in your decision-making. Of course you should. What I'm talking about is that as a leader, your goal is to achieve results. Maybe you want to increase revenue, grow your team's capacity, or change the world. It's vital that you keep those goals in front of you and regularly ask yourself what it is you really want. What are you actually trying to do? Asking what you really want is the antidote to always being right. Like me, many new leaders and more than a few experienced leaders get stuck because they cannot see past their own rightness and do the things that will help them to be effective and get those results. Here are just a few examples. Have you ever said or heard somebody else say, why should I have to tell them again? I said it once. Yes, you did, three months ago. People have many priorities competing for their attention and important, vital, critical elements need multiple repetitions in multiple forms, five times, five different ways in order for it to stick. Another example. Why should I encourage or thank them? They're just doing their job. Yes, they are. Of course, you're right. But people are more engaged when they feel appreciated, seen as human beings and not just a cog in a machine. You get more of what you encourage and celebrate, less of what you criticize and ignore. Or how about this one? Why should I hear opposing viewpoints? I'm an expert in this subject. I've looked at all the options. Yes, you are, and I'm sure you did a thorough analysis. But if you want to make the best 
decision and have your team be committed to the idea, you need their voices. You need their input. And it's always possible that you'll be surprised by someone else's perspective. It takes courage and humility to look honestly at what you're doing and ruthlessly assess whether or not it's working. But it's something that the best leaders do regularly. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. What question can I answer for you? I love to answer your management and leadership-related questions. You can send those in to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Leave us your name, tell us where you're from, and we'll use your question in a future episode. Today's question from Melinda asks, David, I'm struggling with your episode about the open door. I hear what you're saying about being intentional and asking the tough questions. What I'm struggling with is, I want to be supportive to my team, and I feel like if I'm not willing to answer their questions or let them bring me their problems, that I'm not being supportive. How do I balance my availability to them with managing the time and resources for the things I have to do? This is a great question, and it gives me a chance to clarify a little bit. So when we're talking about your open door, again, it's that notion that if you're always interruptible, you're not going to be effective and that there need to be times where you can do the thinking that you need to do, uh, the deeper work. And yet, yes, as Melinda says, you also want to support your team and be available and help them. So one of the tools that can help with this is to teach your team and equip them to do some of their own problem solving. So there's an episode on helping your team to problem solve and think critically. And in that episode, we talk about the nine what's coaching model. This is a process you use to help your team develop their own critical thinking and problem-solving skills. So when they're coming to you for help, you can walk them through some questions to help them reflect. So what is your goal? You know, what is it you're trying to do? What have you tried? What happened when you tried that? What did you learn from that? Is there any other skill or training or something else that you need? What other options are you considering? What would be the consequences of each of those options? What do you think would happen if you tried those things? What do you think you'll do? And then the ninth what is when you get an I don't know along the way to help help people work through it if they might know is to ask, well, what might you do if you did know? So when you walk through that process to help people develop their own critical thinking and problem-solving skills, the reason, part of the reason for that is that it helps them to be more self-sufficient and frees you up. You're supporting them. You're actually helping them grow and be more effective while at the same time freeing yourself up to do the work that only you can do. So Melinda, a lot of the answer to your question depends on the nature of your work, the industry. In some industries, the team leader is supposed to be right there shoulder to shoulder with their team, helping them solve problems along the way. And if that is your primary management leadership responsibility, then that's where the bulk of your time should go. But if that's part of your responsibility and to help people grow and be effective while also having other responsibilities, the sooner you can get people working self-sufficiently and solving problems at a higher level, the more effective you're going to be. So I want to clarify in talking about 
closing your door. I don't mean literally never being available to your team. You do want to be available, and you do want to help them, but the help you give them should help them grow and become more self-sufficient, more capable at the work that they do. And as you succeed in doing that, they will in turn need less of you. Then your work becomes encouraging, supporting, launching, leveraging, and all of, that's when leadership and management become really fun when you get those highly effective teams. Melinda, thanks for the question. I will look forward to answering your question in a future episode. If you want to achieve results and have more influence, look for the places where you've clung to being right. Then let go and choose to be effective instead. One of the leadership questions I have asked myself repeatedly throughout the years, do I want to be effective or do I want to be right? Be effective and be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.